mansion robing crown. Yes, sir. Lord, I want a mansion. Robe and a crown. Somebody say, he like that song. Yes, I do. Lord, I want a mansion. I want a robe. And I want a crown. And it's all by the mercy. And all by the grace of God. None of us deserve it. But God loves when we come to him in prayer. He he loves when we ask for it. He said, you have not because you ask not. Oh, I know we're saved. I know we are sanctified, meaning set apart. And I know we have high expectations for receiving and seeing God's face in peace. But I know there's a devil that's prowling around. And I know that he's made his one, number one job is trying to defeat the saints of God and stop them from getting the promise that God has for them. That's why I said, though we don't deserve it because we are wobbled. Yet, we still ask God and tell God of our expectation. Lord, I want a mansion. Lord, I want a robe, and Lord, I want a crown. Because I know you to be, every now and then you got to say, because God, I know you to be the God of a second, no, another chance. So some of us need more than second chances. We just keep needing another chance. But don't forget, there ain't always going to be another chance. So it comes a time when you got to make up your mind and say, Lord, I, 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 I got it. I got it now, Lord. Now I just need you to walk with me and talk with me and tell me I'm your own. Now I just need you to be by me in my time of troubles, in my time of storms, ups and downs, trials and tribulations, ins and outs. I just need you to be right there with me, oh, Lord, because we stretch our hands to thee for no other help. We know. Is that all right? So that's why I like that song. Mansion, robe, and crown for the expectations of seeing God's face in peace. And aren't you glad when you're dealing with God and understanding God's nature that God is a God that just loves without condition? He just just loves us no no matter what. See, I'm a firm believer that everyone has to strive to give God 100%. That should be our goal is to please God and have it to be said about us that as he said about Noah, and Noah obeyed God. Like he said about David, even in his stomachs, he knew how to come back home and get things right with God. Like the father said to Jesus, he does always please me. That should always be our strive to always please God. And when you slip, get up and keep on moving again. Man, you shouldn't be slipping all the time now. I want to make sure we understand this right. I, I, I'm not promoting slip all the time and get up. I'm just saying, but when you need the blood, when, when you need to call his name, call his name. And I found him to be a 
faithful Savior. A faithful Lord and a faithful God. That all right? I feel like preaching now. You know, I want to let you know that, again, the discipleship ministry is, is, is in full force. The committee is working day and night. They're shooting out emails. They're organizing, getting everything straight, uh, fixed up, straightened up, so we can get this thing kicked off uh, some, uh, to the next phase uh, for some time in April. So pray for them. The disciple connectors for their coming, and they're part of what, uh, in my mind, is a shepherding ministry where Brother Veal and I, as we shepherd, we have everybody doing their job to encourage and build up and teach and help their brothers and sisters Amen. as we keep them, keep everybody all together. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of how a family works. Okay. See, a family work where dad got to go to work. Yes, no matter what. My mom can't always be there because the children got to go to school. Right. But through the family unit, being together and everybody looking out for one another. When you go to school, I don't know what you told your children when you had uh, more, more than one child, but then you say, look out for each other. Yeah. 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 Then you, and, then you, and then you say, tell the oldest one, the one who's more experienced, the one who should have it together more. I ain't saying they had it together, but they should have it together more. Then you say, take care of your little sister or take care of your little brother. And then when you went out of town, mom and dad on a date, and you left the 17-year-old in charge of the house, and they're watching a 7- and 8-year-old, then they have responsibility to make sure that things work right and things happen right, and if they need you, just give you a call, and you will step in from there. That's God's design for the family. That's why Cain and Genesis 4 got that great curse. Because he was supposed to be looking out yes, he was. for Abel. Yeah, right. He was supposed to be. That, that's a family. Yeah. He should have the mindset of saying, am I my brother's keeper? Right, right. No, sir. That just made God mad. Yeah. No, no. God said, your brother's blood crieth right. out that's right. from the grave. Yeah. Cain, what have you done? Mm -hmm. Your family. You're supposed to be. Working together and helping one another, not getting so mad until you refuse to help, and not only refuse to help, then start hurting. So connect the ministry. Discipleship connect is for us to be there to help one another and encourage and build up one another. Also, based upon the sermon I preached last week, is right to do right. We had 11 workers step up and say, I'm ready. The education ministry got a flood of people. They was happy as pigs in slop. That brothers and sisters. So we're so thankful to God for that. I said, Lord, thank you for that word. Thank you for that word touching hearts. Then I said, touch so many, I'm going to do a part two. I got a part two today. Because the bus ministry still needs some people. <laughs> we, just, we just need some people. Brother, Brother Cooper still needs some people for the bus ministry. We'll take anybody, but primarily we're aiming for the hearts of the brothers, for other men. And, and so this got to be a hard sermon right here. We, you know, aim for those guys. You got to get them. 
Also, don't forget about our capital campaign we're doing. We're asking each family for $1,000 to help with the heating and air conditioning system that we put out a chunk of money to get that fixed. Some were stunned, and I'm sure it's like, oh, no, you can do it in installments. You ain't got to no, do the whole thing. But just remember us and do it in installments. I like the way Brother uh, Chris Davis organized it last time where there was installments plans. And, and I'm going to get with him to see if I can throw out some type of number for an installment plan to make sure we get that in. Amen. But if God has blessed you and you know you have it to give now, give it now. Give it before give it before the devil get it. Get it, give it before the devil get it. The next thing you know, you know, you're gonna see a new suit. You can see a new some new clothes. Your car gonna break down on you. Not realizing God promised there's a divine purpose that if you give bountifully, then you're gonna get bountifully. You give it to him, he'll help your car not break down. Let, 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 it, let it last a little longer. He won't let your suit wear out as fast. He'll let your, he'll let your suit keep on going. This ain't no new suit. You are not in my sermon. I, I tell you, I tell you, Brother Frazier had him in his sermon. This morning, he ain't in my sermon. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, this is missions month. And we want to also support and help the missions department. Let me tell you what the missions did. The sisters, certain sisters, we can call them no names, but they was able to raise and bring in a jug, jug full of quarters. Quarters. I'm looking for nickels in there. I know some nickels, but quarters that they brought in. I can't wait till they crack that open. Cause that's gonna be good for missions. And then they came up with the idea. Anyone, if y'all, if, if that's what you do at home, do you take your change and put your change in a jug somewhere? And, and because I do that, put your change in a jug somewhere. Well, we would like to give you a mason jar. Mason, molasses jar. What's that called, y'all? Called mason jar. I was right the first time. I was scared. The mason jar. And we want to give it to you and cut a little hole in it. And you put your change, we're going to call it change for Jesus. All right. All right. Change. Put your change in the, in the mason jar. And at the appointed time when, 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 when the outreach ministry said, the mission, the mission ministry says, time to bring them in, we're going to bring them in. Right. And we're going to take all that uh, uh, mission money and we're going to dedicate it to the cause of Christ. Right. Change for Jesus Christ. Because I, I, I'm just letting you know, I know you think, I know you think sometimes, uh, whenever you hear a sermon, you're talking about giving everything, oh, giving, 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 giving. Read your Bibles. Because we ain't giving. We take care of us. Where is that at in the Bible? I'm glad you asked me. Amen. This ain't even my Amen. sermon. It's free. I'm hitting my sermon in a minute. Go, go to Acts real quick. Acts real quick. Acts real quick. Let me show you some giving. That kind of giving we want right here. Amen. Bible says here in Acts chapter number 4. And the verse I want is verse number 32. Acts 5 and 32. 5, oh, 5, excuse me. Acts, five, Acts 4. I'm right, 4. 4, 32. 4, 4. 32. Here it is. The Bible says here, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. 
neither said any of them that anything or ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. The Bible said, God liked this so much, it says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of land or houses, sold them. Did I ever say sell your house? We, the church never said sell your house. We never said you got two rental properties. You only can live in one house at a time. Sell a rental property. We didn't say go sell your land. You know, but none of that. Now, now the church, the first century did this. They did this. They sold that. Because in their mind, none of this was God. Everything I got belonged to God. In fact, rather than giving God a so-called tenth, maybe I give him the 90th and I take the tenth. He's been that good to me. Finish reading. I'm all, listen. Verse 35. And laid them down at the apostles' feet, brought them to the church, and distribution was made to every man according to what he had need. Meaning any type of benevolence they needed, they had it for them. Then it said it was this other guy. He just had the giving spirit. He had the gift of giving. His name was Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which being being interpreted the son of consolation. He never seen a cause he ain't want to help. He's a giver by nature. He was a Levite and of the country of Cyprus. What would he do? Having a land, he sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. He just sold the whole land and, and gave it. Now, if you finish reading, I ain't got time to finish reading, but you know chapters weren't in the, Bi in the Bible. Man put it in to help us to guide through the word. So this like continues on. Where it says, but a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira with his wife sold the possession of land and kept back part. See, all we got those who, they want all the credit. But they want to hold, they, they want, they want to hold ass back. They hold that back. No, I ain't giving. I ain't giving that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give fifty dollars. And then when they start standing up and saying we got all the money, I'm gonna raise my hand. Yeah, yeah. No, God keep a record. God keeps a record. And somehow, if you finish reading this, you're gonna find out that they were found out. How were they found out? The Holy Spirit whispered to Peter and said, "Peter, them two. They ain't right. Amen. 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 So today in our lesson, I want to get to Luke chapter 10, verse 25, and I want to preach part two that it's right. It's right to do right. It's right to do right. Now, when you look here in Luke chapter number 10, Luke chapter number 10, and as I guess I want to welcome our visitors and our friends who are joining with us. Glad to have you here. Um, the Bible is right. It cannot be wrong. And we want you to take God's word, follow with us, so you can see that what we're saying is thus says the Lord of heaven. Amen. Last Yesterday in our radio program, we had a great radio program. Myself and Sister Pam King was out there. We got seven Bible correspondents. That's a law above us. Seven of them. I thought it was warm outside. We wasn't getting none. But God said, no, you just do what I tell you to do, and I'll supply. That's right. 
the folk. You just give God what you're supposed to give, but he'll supply the rest of the stuff. Is that all right? Because it's right to do right. So here in this text, look at the text that was ably read. I'm going to read it one more time for emphasis sake. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, that's Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law and how do you read it? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thine soul and with all thine strength and with all thy might and love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, we can quote some scripture, can't we? But we have to throw, oh, I got you. That's why I know what it says. See, but the issue wasn't that he knew. He knew. He knew what was right. But the question is, is he doing right? So watch here in 28. Jesus, even Jesus said unto him, thou hast answered right. Do this. Do this law. And thou shalt live. When you look at this text right here, first of all, I want to start out by saying this. That there are expectations that God has for all of his children. Everybody, there's expectations. And with these expectations comes responsibility. God never said that there will always be the right time to do right. Because sometimes you don't want to do right, even though it's right to do right, you don't feel like doing right. So it's never the right time to do right. You know, and it's never the right time. You know, when, when, when I go home and my dinner ain't cooked and, and right. I ask Brenda what's for dinner, she said, I ain't cooking tonight. And, well, but you got, do you got any money so I can go get these shoes? Well. But it's, but it's right to do right. <laughs> she's, been, she, she's been good. And I can't let that one. So, grilled cheese sandwich it is. But, 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 it, but it's right. She's saying which I cook. That's right. It's right. To do right. Somebody said, but did you give her the money? Yes, 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 yes. That time, yes, I did, yes, yes. See, here, understand this, that sometimes it's not easy to do right. But there is an expectation. There is a God in heaven who is watching us because he know what is written. He know what's in the Bible. He told us, read this and do this regardless. So watch this. So the Bible says, behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him. He's testing Jesus. And he tempted him and saying, Master, now listen to the question now. This is a big question. Ain't no little question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Anybody got that question on their mind? Lord, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? In order, when I close my eyes in death or when you bring me home to you, that you will grant me eternal life? That's the lawyer's question. Yeah. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And, wait a minute, but this lawyer is saying in a, in a sassy, sarcastic way, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
See, he's saying in a way like, you know, like, like he got it all together. Jesus said, verse 26, he said unto him, well, what is written in the law? You a lawyer. What does the law do? Ain't that what you do? You don't know what you need to do? He said, what is written in the law? He said, how do you read it? Y'all see that? How read it now? How, how do you see it? See, Jesus approached him like that because Jesus said, you ain't tricking me. I already know this is a setup from the neck up. How you see it? How you looking at it? So he said here, and he answered and said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. So he said, you got to love God. He said, you got to love him with all your heart. He said, and you got to love him with all your being, all your soul, all, all your everything. And with all your heart, all your emotions, all your, your, your intellect. With, uh, he says here, and with all your strength. You don't give strength. You don't get more strength to nobody else than you get to God. He said, with all your strength. He said, with all your mind. God got to be on your mind more than Jay-Z. More than Beyonce. More than Lil Wayne. More than Gladys Knight. More than the Osley Brothers. More than Tim McGraw. Faith Hill. I mean, not, not, every, every genre. I don't know where, whoever. More than ZZ Top. Gotta be on your mind. More than that. Unfortunately, it's those things, if we're not careful, when you're driving in your car, when you're driving in your car, what's on your radio 90%? No, what's on your radio most of the time? How much is Jesus coming through that speaker? How much is a religious song coming through that speaker? How much is something that's going to do? Is, is whatever coming through that speaker, is it keeping your mind on Jesus, loving God with all your mind, more than the troubles and storms you're going through in your life? Let's make you uncomfortable. Let's do like that. No, I know. I know. That's right. I got you. He said, love him with all, all your strength, all your mind. And then he said, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. And 28 here it says, and he said unto him, that is, that Jesus said unto him, thou hast answered right. That is what God wants. That is what God requires. He said, do this, and you're going to live. Notice he said, do this. Apply this, and you shall live. See, this was already spoken of. Go to Leviticus 19.18. I'm going to show you the text that the lawyer was quoting when he answered that question. 
The Bible said here in Leviticus chapter 19. And the verse that we have is verse number 18. And here's what it says here. It said, thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. That's what he was quoting. So he was understanding that I got to treat my Jewish brethren right. We know neighbor has now been extended to all the saints. Here he's talking about the, uh, uh, the Israel, the Jewish nation. And beyond. See, the Jews didn't like that word beyond because they were allowed to go beyond. But it was them that always liked to, to just focus on themselves. So he said that is what the command is saying. Now watch this. So now, verse 29, but he, the lawyer, willing to justify. Whoa, watch out for justify. All right, all right. Justify means he got me. It means that it's. Something I'm not, I, I'm not doing. It means that I'm not matching up to what I just quoted. Right. And he says here, when the judge by himself, he said unto Jesus, who is my neighbor? Right. There it is. That's the problem. Problem is, is, with him is, there's some neighbor, some family member, because all of them, one family. Somebody ain't being treated right by this lawyer. So him trying to, he's not doing, he know it's right to do right. He just quoted that it's right to do right, but he ain't doing right. So he tried to justify it. He tried to ask Jesus the question, well, who is my neighbor? Now watch this. Jesus said, I'm going to give him an illustration. And Jesus said, well, then let me tell you a story. And what's going to happen here that I want you all to see is, is that this powerful response is going to make a difference. First, let me say this. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. So we got a guy who been who been beat up. he been jacked up, beat up, beat down. How you know beat down half dead? Yeah. Why, is, why is this guy being beat up? Well, it's because some people love things more than they love the souls of mankind. Amen. Yeah. The robbers was after his money. And they didn't care about his soul. Oh, y'all ain't got this. We cannot... If you ever in a dispute about money, care about the person's soul more than the money. Oh, it got quiet in here. They give me my money. I'm saying the Bible is teaching that in God's eyesight, it's right to look at the soul more than the money. I ain't get a lot of amen there. Oh, amen. I got to go to another scripture to justify that one. Okay, let's go. First Corinthians. 
First Corinthians, yeah. chapter number six. And a verse I want, verse seven and eight. It says here, First Corinthians six, seven, eight. Brother Veal, what you got? Six, seven. Now, therefore, uh -huh. there is utterly a fault among you. Okay, what's the fault? Because ye go to law one with another. Okay, go ahead. Why do ye not rather take wrong? Hold it. Hold it. Why don't you care about the soul? Why don't you care about the individual? Well, Brother Thea, let me tell you why. Because they know what they're doing. They think they slick. They think they're getting over. They think they conning me. They think I'm stupid and I ain't dumb. I got that. But God said, vengeance is mine. God said, they ain't getting away with nothing. God said, let them have the little old $300. Because I'm going to make it cost them $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right. Finish, finish reading the text. I know y'all read it all. Y'all keep reading now. Y'all want to see this. Then it says, why do you rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? The Bible even calling it defrauded. God knows you're being cheated. He knows. But what he's saying is when it comes to the family, when it comes to the family, just let it go. You can say to him, I know you're getting over me. I know you think you're slick. That's right. I know you know what you're doing. But you go ahead on. God got this. Amen. Go, go, you go ahead. I, I ain't being slick. All I'm saying, I, I, no, 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 no. You're being slick. You were slick last time. You're being slick. And that's it. Okay. Why is that? It is because in discipleship, it's going to come a time where you are teamed up with somebody who might be a slickster. You call and doing your job to check on them or asking them how was their day spirit. How was your day spiritually today? And they give you, oh, well, you know, I, I just kept, mm, mm, mm. I, all I can say is, mm, mm, mm. So I know, but how was your day spiritually today? If I told you, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Stop being slick. And ask me, how was your day spiritual today? Oh, you're right. Did you read your Bible? No. You pray? No. You thank God? For, you thank God? No. Did you bless your food? But you still got to, and, and, and God don't want you to say, you know what? I don't know why I was assigned to you. I ain't got time for that because I'm serious about my walk. I'm serious about going to heaven. I, and I ain't, feel, I ain't in all this game plan and all this stuff. You ain't answering the phone and all that stuff. You know what? I'm going to say, I don't want you. No. No. Love the soul. God will let you know when it's time to move on. But love the soul. Because it is a soul. Oh, boy, it's right. Just to do right. Let's leave that. Y'all can finish investigating and 
ex, uh, exegete net later on. I know y'all looking at that now. Here it is. So now when you go to uh, back to Luke 10, back to Luke 10, this man get beat up because these brethren of his loved materialism more than they loved him. In fact, they beat him up so bad he was half dead. You go to the next verse. It says here, what does it say, Brother Bill? 31. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. Uh-huh. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Hold it. Now we got that issue. See, this priest that's represented here are those who do not want to get involved with the issues of other folk. That's their issue. That ain't my issue. They, 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 they should they bad money managers, or they they know what they was doing, or you know they you know they should have did what they did, and all that. And I ain't getting involved with you know that's their that If we are a family that don't care about one another's issues, we are sad family. Gotta 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 care. God, even if there's no more, all you can do is say, I don't have anything, but let's pray right now. Because I don't have it, but I know who got it. And grab their head and pray to them and pray and pray and pray and pray and ask God to help them. Now, please don't go grab their hand and pray with them. You got $500 in the bank and they need $25. Don't do that because God is watching that. It's right to do right. Oh, Brother Bethia, oh, oh, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. The Levite, let me hit it again. The Levite came down, uh, and by chance they came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. You know what he said? It's not my business. And that's why the gangsters are taking over the cities of America. Because they're doing all this stuff, ain't nobody there, and then we got this cold, uh, no snitching. Mm. It ain't none of my business. I ain't in it. But I'm going to let y'all, I, I don't know. Don't do nothing crooked around me. I'm, I'm, one, I'm, I'm warning you. I'm, 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 if you driving up Slater Avenue, you hit the car behind you and take off and leave. And the police say, did anybody see anything? I'm coming out. I'm saying I saw. I'm gonna say I saw it. They said, "What you saw?" I said, "His name is. His name's Robert. Rob. What's his last name? Robert. Robert C. No. What's the full last name? Name Robert Cooper. What else you know? What else you know about him? You know where he live at? Yeah." He live in Woodlawn. Woodlawn! Oh, yeah. Woodlawn. Come on. Well, uh, what street do you live on? I don't, I don't know. I don't, it begin with a J. I know that. <laughs> now, now, watch this. But see, look, somebody let me tell you. I can't believe he said it. Yes! It's right to do right. So, what you want me to do? Lie and say, I ain't seen nothing? Yes, you do. That's what you want me to say. I, Brother Thin, that's my own business. No! But let me tell you the other side of this. After I get finished telling, I'm going to call him. Hey, bro, how you doing? Good. He said, man, I got out of there just in time, didn't I? I said, no. 
No, yeah, I, no, I told the police everything. I, I told them everything. I tell you what, though. Um, I'm, I'll be with you every step of the way. If you want me for a witness, I will. I saw the car stop in front of you. You banged the car in the back and went around. I'll, I'll tell my story for you. I, I, I can't believe you're supposed to be my brother. Say, I am your brother. And we're trying to get to heaven. And we're not going to let uh, hitting somebody in the back not get us to heaven. Amen. Y'all agree with that. Let's, I know we skip. Listen, you see somebody rob the store, you come out the store, you know the person. Oh, y'all scared now, huh, brother Thea? You don't live in my neighborhood. I, I, listen. You don't live in my neighborhood, brother Thea. You know, you move on with this, sir. Move on. Move on. No, no, no. I'm just saying that if somebody's not brave enough to stand up and say that I saw the guy smack little Miss Mary, took her pocketbook, took her money, looked me in the eyes and said, you better not say nothing. What do I do? I got to tell it. I got to tell it. And if the price Whatever it is, then I have to pay the price. Why? James 4.17, he to know it to do good. And do it not. To him. It's sin. How does that relate in here? It relates in here from the same way. Our issues are our issues together. As a family, I ain't saying, don't come up after church, church and say, look, I need 250 for my gas electric bill. You just said your issues with my issues. No. No. What I'm, no. What we're saying, what the text is saying, is, is that you and I together will work this out. Now, when you get to the point where I know you've done all you could and you can't get no more and it's a gap, now we can fill a gap in. But the Bible said in Galatians chapter 6, every man must bear his own burdens and bear one another's burdens. The stuff too heavy for you, we got to help each other carry it. But the stuff that's your responsibility to carry, you got to carry it. I might be suggesting to you, you got to get rid of the gas electric bill. Got to get, get rid of some TVs. You got to cut some of the lights off. You got to take them 200 watt bulbs out of there and put in them 40 watt bulbs in there. We got to, we got to, you know, let's let, let together, let's work this out. Oh, let me go. I'm almost done. I know. They're getting quiet. You're getting deep now. Here it is. 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 Then the next one, verse 32. What did it say, Brother, Brother Arville? And likewise, the Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Mm. So now you got a guy who comes, looks at him. He said, man, you in bad shape. Man, you done beat you down. Oh, you probably didn't even see what hit you. Let me get out of here before my name get in this. He felt no responsibility for helping the brother. Do y'all see that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
he, he felt this is his brother. He's a, he, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a religious leader. He felt no responsibility for helping his brother. I'm letting you know that it's right to do right. And there is a responsibility we have for helping one another. That's why when we call out for the brothers for the bus, we know what it takes. We know what it costs. We know it's, it, it's, it's a couple of hours early in the morning, a couple of hours after service to drive the bus. But the bus has to be driven. Amen. Did we pay all this money just for them to sit on the parking lot and say, I don't really, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility. Everybody should have a car like me. Mm. No. Somebody has to drive. It's right Amen. to do right. right. I remember on Sherwood Avenue, when we first got started, I drove the bus. I don't know if y'all remember that. I drove the bus. Went around on Fulton Avenue. Who lived on Fulton Avenue? She was on the oxygen tank. Sister Joanne Byers. Go ahead, pick Sister Byers up and pick up the people on the west side. And they were shocked. The preacher, what you doing in here? I said, we're not paying all this money for this bus and it's sitting in the parking lot. It vexed my soul. Amen. So I got in that, drove the bus, and they picked them around, and, 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 the, and the look was so bad when I pulled up from the other brothers, they said, don't you do that no more. You preach, you teach, you do what you do. I'll drive this bus. Amen. And they drove the bus. I'm praying that that same spirit lies in all of us Amen. to be able to say, if that's my gift, my talent, my ability, let me do it. For the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen. Watch this now. I know y'all quiet now. That's all right. Watch this now. I ain't write this in here. This was in here before I got here. Look at the next verse. Watch the next verse though. 33. What happened? But a certain Samaritan, uh -huh. as he journeyed, uh -huh. came where he was. And when he saw him, uh -huh. he had compassion on him. Uh -huh. And went to him and bound up his wounds, uh -huh. pouring in oil and wine. Uh -huh. And set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Oh, right there. Look at this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Y'all know the Samaritan, the Jews don't like him. They don't like him at all. This guy didn't care about that. He cares about this man is hurt, this man is wounded, this man is bad, this man needs some help. That's why Jesus uses this story. Jesus said, all these Jews around him listening to this story, I know when he got to this part, they were like, what? A certain Samaritan. Who we say is a half-breed, nobody, nothing. He was the one that act like he wanted eternal life. Because he knew it was right to do right. And if you read the text, he didn't just come and help the man and say, oh, you're all right, let me go get you some help. He got off his animal, horse, camel, whatever he was riding, got this man, put the man up on it, took the man into the, uh, found the man uh, uh, in a hotel. Put him in the hotel. This guy robbed. He ain't got no money. He told the owner of the hotel, take care of this man. I, I, I started taking care of him, but I still got some urns I got to run. But you finish this up, and whatever it costs, put it on my tab. Yeah. I mean, am I reading this right? I mean, am, am I reading this right? Yeah, for 34, went in and bound up his wounds and pouring oil and wine and set and settled on his own beast and, and brought him into the inn and and, 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 and and took care of him. 35, and on tomorrow when he departed, he stayed there all night. He only know this guy. But he won eternal life. Church is right to do right. 
And it sounds like to me from the way God is attaching this all together, because the question was, what must I do to have eternal life? Love the Lord with all your, all your soul, all your uh, heart, all your mind, all your might. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Sound like he said, you got to do both of those things. Now, to me, the lawyer was okay with loving God. He said, I got God right. He had a neighbor problem. And then this illustration comes about how to treat the neighbor. And in saying this, that still is connected with the question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? That is the action. That is the behavior. Watch this. And I'm done. It says here in verse 35, and on tomorrow he departed and took out two pence and gave it to the host and said unto him, take care of them. And whatsoever, that means however much more, thou spendest more, when I come again, I will pay you back. Jesus asked a question in verse 36. What's the question, Brother Bill? Which now of these three thinkest thou? Which Imagine, imagine Jesus. You've heard the story. You heard the ones who ain't my job and I ain't responsible and ain't my issue. So I, ain't, I don't care. You see the Samaritan. So we got the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan. Which of the three, Jesus said, did what was right? Which of the three? Are y'all reading that? Which of the three, thinkest thou, was a neighbor to him that fell among the threes, among the thieves? Verse 37, Brother Bill, what it says? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. And what did he say? Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. That's it. That's it. I should entitle my sermon that. Go and do likewise. Amen. Discipleship is here. Taking care of one another is here. To help fellowship with one another is here. We're not calling on anybody to do, any, to do anything that is, that's going to hurt you. But we are calling about us helping one another. I want to say this and make this clear as well. But everybody got to bear their own burdens. Everybody got to make sure they're taking care of their stuff. And spiritually with the teaching and with the word of God and with prayer and with faith, I believe God is going to change our level of connection with one another, that we would be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So when those connectors call on you to say, let's go, time to get busy, let's be ready. Because this is the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'll leave you with this. Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, all thine soul, all thy strength, all thy mind. Did I miss one? That's it. Love. Love him like that. That's what God wants from us. And then he say, and love your neighbor. That person sitting right next to you right now. Glance over at him. I know y'all scared. Look at him. Look at your name. Look to, look to the right. Look to the left. Look, that look, that look. Just see, just see who, just see, my goodness, see who you sit next to. Love thy neighbor. 
as thyself. Is that all right? Amen. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. If you're out there and you want to be a part of the connection of God, you want to obey the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, you want to be saved, you need prayer, here's what you do. Hear God's word. Believe God's word. Repent of your sin. Come confess your faith in Christ and then get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. Matthew 16, 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And then after that, be faithful unto death and God will give you eternal life. If you want it, Come get it. The water's ready. The baptizer's ready. Heaven's ready. Are you ready to come and obey God? Come right now as we all stand and sing the hymn of invitation. Give somebody the opportunity to obey God. Would you be free from your burdens of sin? There's power in the blood. Before we close out, maybe there's someone who's struggling and going through a storm in their life and just going through difficulties, we want you to know that there's a God in heaven who knows and there's a God in, in heaven that's able to help you. All God wants you to do is trust him, have faith in him, have confidence in him. But always remember, faith without works is dead. Being alone. Don't just lay there and lie there and die. Get up. Get moving. Do something that God can see that you're doing your part, and then God always does his part. Amen. So trust God, love God, and serve God, and always remember it's right to do right. Let's sing one more stanza of this hymn. Would you be? It's right Amen. to do right. Amen.